630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Early in the third period, Colorado leading the Canadians 2-1. Blues and Lightning tied 1-1. Sabres and Panthers now 4-4. Caps with a 3-2 edge on the Blackhawks. Senators up 1-0 on Carolina. End of the second period, Sharks and Islanders 1-1. Early second period, Boston up 1-0 in Nashville. By the way, the, the Smashville jerseys for the uh, Stadium Series game are terrible for the Predators. Wild leading the Devils 2-0 late in the first. Blue Jackets and Stars 1-1. Coming up later, 8.30 start. It is the Flames at the Kings. NFL tonight, 7-0. Cowboys leading the Saints at the uh, end of the first quarter. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. We uh, had NHL play-by-play legend Doc Emmerich on the show between 6.30 and 7. Part 2 of that interview will be on the face-off show tomorrow night, which starts at 6, and then the Oilers at Seattle are going to get going at 8. And we got another legendary voice right here. The Jardo gun. Flags fly. Jardo back to pass. Throws it down the middle. Intercepted by the Blue Bombers. It's Brandon Alexander to the rider, 45. Glarus back to pass. Lots of pressure going into the end zone. Way in there. Dembski has it for a bomber. Touchdown. What a throw and catch. Kolaris to Nick Dembski. Harris to the right of Zach Kolaris, who drops back. And goes long. Oh, he's got Darvin Adams at the five. Touchdown, Blue Bombers. Darvin Adams got behind coverage, and he's in the end zone. That is Bob Irving, the play-by-play voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, CJOB Radio, and I am pleased to welcome Bob back to Inside Sports. How are you doing, sir? I'm well, Reed. How are you? I am doing very well. Uh, thanks to Christian O'Mell at your station. He put together the highlight pack for me there that uh, we could play in advance of you coming on the show. I, I wasn't sure what he was going to send. He decided to go with some current era calls okay. instead of uh, digging too far into the archive. Instead of that 2006 call where Milt Stiegel got the 100-yard touchdown pass on the last play of the game in Edmonton. It, we had a hard enough year here. I didn't want to make fans uh, no. go through that as well. I hear you. <laughs> well, how, like, how are you feeling? You've decided that this is going to be it for, uh, for play-by-play on Sunday. Tell us about making that decision and how you're feeling this week. Well, the decision was more or less made uh, before the start of the year, and I, we finalized it in terms of announcing it at two or three weeks ago, Reed. I, I just, I've been doing this for almost 50 years. Um, I'm 71 years old, and I think it's just time to, to move on. You know, I, I'm going to miss it for sure. Uh, I know I will miss doing the games in particular. Some of the other stuff I won't miss, but uh, uh, doing the games and being around the team I will miss, but I don't know. I just don't quite have the energy I used to have, the travel I don't enjoy anymore. And uh, there's a bunch of factors that go into it. And, uh, you know, it's just time for me to, I guess, set my schedule for my wife and me to set our schedule in the summer rather than go to practice every day and, you know, do the bomber games. Not that that I don't want to make it sound like that was onerous because it wasn't. It was a pure joy. And, uh, you know, it was uh, just a delight to be as involved as I've been all these years. But, as I tell people, three words, it's just time. Do you think you would have done this season if there had been a season last year? Um, that's a good question. My wife and I had decided at the end of 2019 when they won the Grey Cup that, uh, you know, I'd do one more year. So I 
probably wouldn't have done this season, in which case I'd have missed one of the most memorable seasons in Bomber history. Certainly doing the play-by-play, I'd have been watching it very closely. But, uh, yeah, I, I probably would have packed it in in 2010. The other thing that – or 2020. The other thing that happened in 2020 is we did have pretty much a summer off and quite enjoyed it. You know, I played more golf and – and we got to our cottage a little bit more. So it gave me, a, I think, a sampling of what retirement would be like. The only thing is, there was no football in 2020, so I didn't have a chance to miss what wasn't there, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little different next year, but uh, I'm ready for it. What, uh, the, 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 you're, uh, like, I consider you a legend. I know you probably aren't comfortable hearing that word, but what kind of... Like, are you recognized on this in in Winnipeg, or do you do a lot of events? I mean, what do the what do the public say to you about you moving on? Well, it's been a bit overwhelming in the last couple of weeks since the station announced my retirement. It, and here's how it happened: we, you know, when I informed them that I was very definitely going to quit a few weeks ago, they said, "Well, we have to put out a press release because you've been here a thousand years, and you know, if you just." If you just disappear, people say, what the, what the heck happened to Bobber? <laughs> so they said, we're going to put out a release. Well, since they've done that, uh, it's been really a whirlwind and, uh, as I say, a bit overwhelming. I've heard from so many people, uh, you know, offering me congratulations and well wishes and everything. I, uh, I had a meeting with the mayor who made me a, gave me a, you know, a certificate from the city and the bombers are putting me in their ring of honor, which just blew me away when they announced that a week ago today. I was at a luncheon, and they just sprung that on me out of the blue. So it's been very uh, humbling, and as I, the word I use often is overwhelming, how much attention I've received. I've had tons of messages from friends and fans telling me how much they enjoyed my work over the years. So it's uh, it's been quite something. I, you know, I knew there'd be you know some reaction to me leaving simply because i've been here this long but it's been way more than i ever thought yeah well and and then you have guys uh like me bugging you to do talk shows in the middle of the week with all this going on and preparing for a big game coming <laughs> well, up well that's okay I, look I, it's funny I, I said to somebody yesterday i said over these years we do all these do all these reciprocal things in the media right where you come on my show i'll come on your show so I've had uh, over the years all kinds of people that I've invited on our pregame show and other talk uh, talk shows, open line shows that I've done. And so why why would I say no to these people now who have been good enough to come on my show over the years? But it has been busy. I think uh, I think this is my fifth radio show today. So oh, jeez, I've I've been doing uh, I've been doing quite a few of them. <laughs> uh, do you do you have uh, do you have a favorite call or a favorite game that you were behind the mic for i know that's probably a a tough question maybe a little unfair but i'm hoping something pops into your mind immediately when i ask that well it's not unfair it's just difficult read to to pick one out because i i've covered between eight and nine hundred bomber games and the ones that immediately stick out are that one in edmonton in 2006 simply because of the dramatic ending and you know milt steagle has always said that that was the most exciting and most memorable play of his career um the night that milt broke the all-time touchdown record at the canadian stadium uh, i've never heard the crowd as loud as it was there the applause went on for i would guess five minutes and the stadium was actually shaking uh, 1993 or 94 rather matt dunnigan passed for 713 yards in a game sorry it was against edmonton um 
and uh, that's a, a night that nobody could ever forget. And it was like, as the game went on, you're going, man, oh, man, this guy's putting up some serious numbers here. When is this going to end? And we got to 700. Imagine that, 713 yards passing. So there's a few of them. But, you know, if I sit down and think real hard, there's a bunch more. But those are ones that kind of stick out right off the top of my head. The West Final last year in Regina, that incredible finish against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders where, uh, you know, the dra- drama was right through the roof. And you didn't know how that one was going to end. And it ended with the Bombers winning uh, in in most dramatic fashion. So that's another one that really strikes close to home. When you, and I've asked other play-by-play people this, when you think there might be a big moment in a game, a player breaking a record, getting an individual milestone, or a team winning a championship or doing something they'd never done before, would would you have something in your head? or? almost a little script because some some guys have told me like no i just go at the moment and wing it and other uh, guys have told me no i want to be prepared and i know something is going to sound really good so i prepare what i want to deliver what do you do yeah I, I i think about it beforehand for sure um the it's funny the one where steagle broke the all-time touchdown record uh <laughs> i was ready for what i was going to say or had at least a you know a, a, an idea of what i was going to say and then they ran this play that caught me off guard. It was Kevin Glenn with a little sort of inside flip handoff to Milt, and it was a one-yard touchdown run, and I I got behind the play uh, because it fooled me, and then he scored the touchdown, and and it didn't come off. Let me put it this way. It didn't come off the way I had it planned in terms of describing a very dramatic moment, but, uh, hey, that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, you, you do your best to stay on top of things and have your plans work out but that one didn't work anyway it it worked out okay but not the way i was intending it to work out and i blame kevin glenn for that and milt steagle (laughs) bob irving play-by-play voice for the winnipeg blue bombers on cgob joining us tonight on inside sports he's calling his uh, final bombers game west final on sunday which uh should be fun to watch i mean you mentioned a memorable season for the bombers almost unbeatable uh, I mean, they lost a game. They they really only lost one game where they kind of dressed the full lineup and it had meaning to them. They they dropped a couple late in the season when they'd already clinched. Now, I'll ask for. I mean, Andrew Harris is 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 he going to play? Are there are, are there any injury concerns here for Winnipeg? Well, he's the only one really. Uh, their backup quarterback, Sean McGuire. Uh, was nicked up, but he's been practicing this week, uh, Reed, so he's going to play in there. Uh, Andrew's a question mark. He practiced yesterday uh, for the first time in, well, he said 50 days, about six weeks, seven weeks. Um, yeah, closer to seven weeks. And he looked pretty good. And then today, it was a closed practice, but they described his participation as limited. So clearly the knee that's been uh, bothering him, that's kept him out, flared up a little bit so we just don't know Mike O'Shea said you know it's still up in the air they'll practice again tomorrow we'll see how much he does in that practice by the sounds of things he won't be doing very much and I think this might come down to a game time decision on Sunday they'd love to have him in there he brings a lot to the party and not just his playing skills but he brings emotion um and he'll give the team a real lift if he does come out there and he get the fans fired up too. Uh, so we'll see. I, my guess is he, he will find a way to suit up, but I'm not certain of that. All right. I, 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 Blake Dermott and I have been having some fun all season long because I said 
the the bombers are head and shoulders above everybody he has said that he wonders if after all these convincing wins if the bombers might be under pressure in the playoffs and then not be able to pull it off though he backed off on that on monday and said that the, the bombers have to be favored for this sunday's game uh what would worry you one or two things here that saskatchewan could bring or maybe a deficiency that the bombers have after all Bomber kicking game all season has been really, really sketchy. Their their place kicking game, but they seem to have solved that with Sergio Castillo, who came in for the last couple of games and made three field goals in their final game in Calgary. It was a minus nine, a cold night. He made three long ones, two from over 40 and a 50-yarder. So I think he's allayed those fears. Uh, otherwise, this team I don't really think has a weakness. They certainly haven't shown one all year. Now, we all know anything can happen in a one-game shot. The one thing I, I think that uh, could beat the Bombers would be turnovers. You know, if they fumble the ball away or, you know, throw some picks uh, and lose that battle, that can determine any game. I think in the East Final, Trevor Harris had two fumbles that turned that game around completely. I mean, Montreal had every chance to win that game. They were playing as well as Hamilton, but the turnovers did them in. So, and, and that can, you know, in any football game, you could say that, that a turnover. And the Bombers don't turn the ball over much. They're the best in the league in the plus-minus area. Uh, they don't take many penalties. Saskatchewan's the most penalized team in the league. The Bombers are the least penalized. You know, the Bombers just play what Mike O'Shea likes to call a clean game. And I think if they play that clean game, they will win. Uh, if they don't, if they turn the ball over, um, then they could lose the game. And uh, you know, I go back to 89 when a 9-9 and Ryder team, but a 16-2 and Edmonton team, Blake Dermott, would know about that, as a matter of yeah. fact, I think. Um, so it can happen, right? It just can happen. And... Uh, and, and all things are possible, but if everything goes according to the form chart, the Bombers will win the game. I mean, they beat the Riders handily in the two games they played this year. Uh, they have a tremendous offensive line, a great pass rush that I don't think the Riders will be able to handle. And uh, so I think everything points to a Winnipeg victory, but they're going to go out and play the game, and when they step on the field, anything can happen. Bob, I hope you have a great call. Congratulations on an outstanding career. You know, I've had a few text messages uh, while during the interview saying to to wish you well and uh, people who have heard you over the years or used to live in Manitoba. And I I hope this is not the last time you're on the program, whether you're retired or not. We're probably still going to bug you. Well, I'll always be available. I don't ever want to stop talking about sports, and I appreciate those comments. Let me put it this way. It's a perfect ending for me. It's a, a West final. It's the arch rivals, Saskatchewan Rough Riders coming in here. It's at IG Field. They're going to have 30,000-plus fans. Uh, I can't think of a better final game uh, for my career. That is awesome. All the best, Bob. Thank you, Reed. Appreciate it. Bob Irving from CJOB in Winnipeg, one of the classiest men you will ever meet. Inside Sports on Chet.
Yamo with the goal last night. Andy S., the carpet guy, writes in and he says, let's give Kyler Yamamoto some love. Second on the Oilers with three game winners behind only Leon. He kills penalties. He laid a solid hit on a Penguin. He's starting to heat up. Meanwhile, Controversy Hal says, perhaps a nickname, Zach the Mad Hatter Hyman, since he's had no hatties. <laughs> I don't mind that. Ice District Authentics Twitter account. It is a, a spot where you can buy officially licensed Oilers gear, merchandise, and apparel. They have tweeted this out. Flash sale. We realize many of you may have thrown your hat on the ice when Zach Hyman scored what we all thought was his hat trick goal. Score 10% off headwear for the next 24 hours by using the code HATTRICK10. <laughs> so there you go. Ice District Authentics. Bit of a sale on headwear if you threw your hat. Well, even if you didn't throw your hat, but I guess in, inspired by the uh, non-hat trick uh, hat trick that Zach Hyman had last night. That's uh, pretty fun stuff. Great to have Bob Irving on the show, Bombers and uh, Riders. I'm taking the Bombers. I'm going to take the Bombers, I don't know, 37 nothing over the Riders. How's that sound, Kellen? <laughs> uh, 42-27 for the Bombers on my side. Kellen's taking 42-20. I'll, I'll stick with 37 nothing. Because I like trolling Ryder fans. Fair enough. <laughs> just, just for no other reason. I'm a bad man. Okay. We are, uh, oh, we're rolling along. This is good. We got Brad Lauer coming up from the Edmonton Oil Kings. A uh, great season. The potential to get even better. They added a great player, Caden Gooley, on the blue line in a trade yesterday with Prince Albert. They got home games coming up. On Friday and Saturday, I, I want to catch up on some of your messages, hopefully before 8 o'clock as well, because we had some fun ones coming in tonight. 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. We are back after the news and weather. Stick around. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.